everyone. Welcome to Hello UX, a user-focused podcast aimed to help those pivoting into UX design. We're here to empower designers and to help those transitioning into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. This is your host, Jasmine Campos. In this episode, we will be picking up where we left off on our last episode. We challenge you to begin looking into obtaining a mentor as you progress through your career in UX design. We also mentioned we will be introducing you to a newly created mentorship program that will launch in November. We are talking about UX Rescue's new mentorship program, and we'll be chatting with our special guest, Krista Stevens, who was an instrumental force in the creation of this new program. Krista Stevens is a product designer, UX strategist, and CEO of Krista Stevens LLC, and is a growth manager with UX Rescue. So, without further ado, join us in this conversation with our guest, Krista Stevens. Well, welcome, Krista, and thank you so much for joining us for Hello UX Podcast. Yay! Yay. Uh, We are very excited to hear how you pivot into UX design and also your role with UX Rescue New Mentor Mentee Program. Uh, which is carry on from last podcast where we went ahead and we talked about the importance of seeking mentors. So I'm very excited to be able to offer all the Helotes a way to be able to seek and find a mentor uh, and, and, you know, the area that they might want to be working on to continue in their UX career. So to begin with, I would just like to ask you, can you walk us through your journey into UX design? Yeah. So for UX design, it's been a uh... A wild ride, not even gonna okay. lie. <laughs> so I actually started off my entire career being a geologist. So um, I, I went to Wayne State University initially, and when I went there, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is cool. Uh, I'm gonna be a biologist." That didn't work out. Like, yeah, this is amazing. I want to do, you know, studies as well as. Uh, maybe marine biology and then work with sharks and then that changed. I was like, hmm, what else do I want to do? I was like, rocks are amazing. Now let me do this. So I started climbing mountains with everybody and just doing all types of really random stuff in college. Just everything in science because that's initially what I wanted to do. So I graduated from college with my degree in geology and I started working in environmental science uh, because that's my other part of my degree. And I was like, okay, this is pretty okay. But then I started working with companies too. So doing, uh, let's see, how do you say, working with the EPA and the the DHS and all of that stuff. And I was like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> For a few years, I made really amazing money doing it. But my soul was just like, no, this mm. is not cool. Companies was doing all of the bad things. As you could imagine, think of mm-hmm. the Simpsons with the, the smokestacks. That's pretty much what happened. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? Because this is not it. <laughs> right, right. So, so I was like, okay, um, I really like designing things and making things look pretty because I'm an artist at my core. I, I like throwing paint around and doing cool things like that. So I started doing yoga because that's also one of my favorite things to do. And I took a few yoga classes and I needed to be able to promote my yoga classes. So I designed a website. I was like, oh, this is easy. How do I do this as opposed to doing all this chemistry and environmental stuff? So I found out about this um, 
what is it, the, the boot camp here that's in Detroit where I live, it's called Grand Circus. I took a few of their free classes and they said, oh, you can learn how to code. I didn't know what coding was. Learn uh-huh. how to code. And then I ended up becoming a software developer. It's like, oh, this is nice. Did that for a while. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, I was like, this is not it. I worked at a company and I was like, this really is it. I was like, I'm not designing websites at all. I'm not making stuff look pretty. So, you know, I eventually quit and started making websites on my own and doing a little bit of product design, helping other people make their designs happen. And I just sit at my cool desk and make sketches and, you know, paint. I got a few painters behind me. you know, I didn't purposely put that there. I just finished that painting, so it's drying. So. That is pretty. Yeah, so I'm looking at this really beautiful painting uh, behind Krista's uh, background, and it has greens and blues. Really, really pretty. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I just had a journey. I went through a whole bunch of stuff to get here. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy here. I built my own company last year in, uh, what was it, 2020 during the pandemic. I was like, you know, I'm going to just do this. I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work for myself. Let me just take a chance for myself. Nice, nice. (laughs) And I I feel like 2020 kind of did that to a lot of people. A lot of them had to work from home. So it felt like a lot of thought about, is this what I really want to do? And I feel like a lot of people were put in that position where they were able to sit back and really look at their options. So that's awesome that something as dreadful as 2020, right? It's going to be one of those turning points that in a few years from now, people are going to ask like, how was 2020, right? It was yeah. really, really rough for me at first, too, because mm-hmm. the, the company I worked for, they uh, wasn't as forgiving as far as mm-hmm. vacation time and all of that stuff. And I have a kid, my husband, he was at Cal- in California initially for his new job. So I was at home. I had friends dying, unfortunately, oh. and I was just okay. at home trying to figure all of these things out. I was like, wow, I, I have no idea what to do. And my company was like, yeah, you still have to work. And as a software developer, we had to do pushes of updating code to the website. And um, it's a mortgage lending company. So I was like, wow, this is this is rough. I can't do this mm-hmm. with a three-year-old at home because the daycare is closed and I'm trying to figure out how to feed myself, feed her, keep the house clean, worry about depression and anxiety and my friends right. and my husband. I was like, nope. <laughs> Checking yeah. out of this. <laughs> Right. No, no. Um, Totally understandable. And I admire you for that, you know, that you were able to put your priorities in order, right? And be able to go with that. So, you know, kudos to you. And also in this very busy life of yours, how, okay, well, we'll get to that, but maybe (laughs) let me backtrack on this. Um, So with those of us that, well, I know I'm familiar with uh, U.S. Rescue, but for those that are not familiar with U.S. Rescue, can you talk to them? What is U.S. Rescue? Oh, yes. Uh, U.S. Rescue allows other designers like myself, uh, like you too, Jasmine, you're part of U.S. Mm-hmm. Rescue, yeah. and everyone. <laughs> it's a global um, volunteer organization where you come together and you learn new projects. So U.S. Uh, Rescue is ran by Zahi as well as a few other co-parents. I'm a co-parent myself. And what mm-hmm. that means is that we keep U.S. Rescue afloat. So... In UX Rescue, we create projects uh, from other nonprofits. So we work hand in hand with nonprofits who aren't able to do design 
for their own companies. So let's say if a nonprofit ABC down the street needs a website to help um, maybe forward their mission, they will contact US Rescue and say, hey, can you help us build a website? So then me, Dahi, as well as the other co-parents would try and figure out how to get this website up and running. And then we would reach out to you, Jasmine, as well as other designers and stuff to come in and say, hey, let's get something on your resume. Let's try and get you skills so that you can build your own company or work for the next Fortune 500 design company or something like that. So that's what we do. And I actually found out about UX Rescue during the pandemic when I was trying to start my own company. I said, hey, I don't want to do this anymore and I really want to go into design. So what's out there? And I found out about that. He said, hey, I want to work on design practice. She said, no, 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 you're a leader. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She said, no, you're going to be doing projects and, uh, and managing projects and I want you to do this. You're going to do this. So that was like, okay. She felt okay. in me that I didn't even see it myself because I always just kind of like, you know, sit off in the corner and do the things. I'm like, here's the work, whatever. So she's like, no. No, ma'am. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, she tells me all the time, you need to be more boastful. I'm like, I can't. I don't know how. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's amazing. And I love working with you at Um It definitely helped me with my skills, helped me meet other people, like, legit around the entire world. So, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. I, I thought uh, U.S. Rescue was just here in the U.S., um, but just recently it just dawned on me that it's actually a global, um, you know, effort. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So I became familiar with U.S. Rescue uh, maybe about two years ago. I In my business, I also support nonprofits. And Googling, somehow it came up in one of my searches, and so I became a member. And uh, you guys do really good use of Slack channel, posting the different projects and you kind of do a call out to anybody that wants to join that certain project. So that's pretty cool. And so I've just kept abreast. And as a teaching assistant, I typically do um, let my students know about UX Rescue and I tell them pair up with them. You know, this is a great way for you to help someone, but also um, be working on your portfolio and, you know, have real world projects. You know, I really encourage uh, my students to seek UX Rescue. You already gave us a little glimpse into your busy life. And so how, you know, how did that happen? How did you get involved with UX Rescue? So again, last year, um, it it was just a a coming to home for me. I was like, okay, what, what else can I do? I, I know what my passion is. It's drawing on papers, <laughs> putting colors on papers, doing all these things. <laughs> so how can I really hone in on my skills? Because mm-hmm. I, I know, just being really honest with myself, I'm not the best designer. I'm no, you know, up there level 1000 level designer. So how can I get up there? And I just put in a Google search for, you know, designers that's near me. And then black came up. I was like, oh, okay. What, what is this black thing? I have no idea what it is. <laughs> so I had to learn more about this new format. And then when I was learning about black, I ended up learning about um, one other uh, really cool group. And in that group, they talked about your Rescue. I said, oh, okay, what's this? And then that's how I found out about volunteering for them because I'm already a part of a whole bunch of other different volunteer organizations. <laughs> I feel like I don't sleep, but <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> so many things, but you know, I was like, oh, okay, let me try this out. 
And in the process, I was able to work with so many different nonprofits. I worked with a lot of different ones that's in Africa. Um, one being the African Development um, Association. I, I think that was the first one that I worked with with UX Rescue. And it was really cool working with their project too because I had never worked with anybody in Africa before. And me being a black person, I was like, this is cool. Like being able to directly talk to somebody that's in Africa, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is cool. And then being able to help and make their mission go forward, too, that was amazing. And um, I grew a lot of different skills there, too, because, again, he was like, hey, you're great at project management. Do this for um, this project here. So I managed that project, and it went really well. And then the people that I worked with, it was a few designers. It was... um, some website people as well. I feel like I'm doing a disservice for not naming everybody, but they were like, hey, you helped. Wow, this is cool. I had no idea. I was just having fun. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how fun. So in, in, in tapping into the different projects, it kind of like solidified your decision. You know, you made the right decision. That's pretty awesome. So how did the idea of creating a mentorship program um, develop for UX Rescue? What was your role with this? Oh, so that is, um, you know, no, no um, bad things or anything about everyone else, but that's my brainchild. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I come up with all my best ideas when I go to sleep. So um, in college, when I was trying to do term papers and all those things like that, I would fall asleep, have a notebook by the side of my bed, wake up, write the whole thing down. And that's just how my brain works. So I had this amazing idea when I was sleeping. I woke up and I was like, oh, this is gonna be cool. Wrote the whole thing down in notion about how this mentorship program should work out. Because I, during college, I needed a mentor. During high school, I even needed a mentor. So I was like, okay, how can I help impart knowledge for all of these other people that's going through maybe what I went through during the pandemic? So let's do this with UX Rescue. So we already have this whole body of, I think it's almost 4,000 people right now in UX Rescue. And it's a global network and we should do skill sharing and we should help each other. So there's people that of all different ages. So I'm 33, there's people that's 18, there's people that's 65, everybody's coming from a different background, but they all want this design experience. How can we bridge that gap? And that's when mentorship came up. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then that's when I saw on the Slack channel that we're looking for project managers to help with this new initiative. And I was like, hey, yeah. let's do it, let's do it. And that's when I applied for this opportunity. So thank you for considering for this opportunity. And I, I'm learning, you know, from you and, and then from the, all the different elements that go into this project. And so I did, uh, had mentioned to you that I was doing my Google certification for project management. I put a pause in it because I said, I need to focus on this. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, at the end of it, I did see that they do have a capstone project. So I'm hoping to be able to use um, my role in this to be able to, you know, uh, work that out. Um, but thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I'm very grateful. So if I am going into UX design, I'm looking for a mentor. What would be the process for me in getting connected with UX Rescue and be able to request someone to mentor me? 
Oh, cool. Uh, I'm so glad you asked that. Yay! <laughs> Again, I, I wrote out a, a long process. It, it was first on paper, then it was in Notion. Um, so initially how the process uh, is working, and then of course we're going through different iterations, which you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um, initially they are going to go on UX Rescue's website, and uh, they will go and fill out a survey and say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. So it's right there on UX Rescue, I think it's like forward slash team or our team or something like that, but you can easily find it on UX Rescue. Once you do that, um, you can also be able to find maybe a mentor just by searching different people that's in UX Rescue. So let's say you're you like me and you're like, oh, Chris is super cool and you want yeah. to be mentored by me in project management or product design, you can actually find me on UX Rescue and then schedule a meeting with me, just like that, like a calendar link. And then I can meet with you and then we can just get started. So that's the first step for it. So everything else, we're um, still working out some of the little minor kinks for it uh, because we're hoping to launch by the end of October, the beginning of November, because we want to launch our first test pilot and then get everything out to the entire globe. Yes, yes. And then as far as going through this mentorship program, how are you equipping mentors and mentees? Yeah, so we're giving them, um, just pairing them up with different people. So let's say me and you, Jasmine, I have no mm -hmm. idea how to do a podcast. I'm still really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get paired with you and you would teach me some of the different things and say, hey, here's what maybe a boom might give and here's how you would do these different things. So that would be equipping me with the different tools. We also give um, maybe a, a worksheet. I, I forget what the official name of it is that we call it the document, but we give that to the mentors and the mentees to say, hey, here's a guideline of maybe how your relationship will work. And then here's a time frame for maybe how you guys will work together as well. And then we set them off to the races. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last podcast before this one, there, there were some points that were given as far as like, how do you prepare for the mentorship? In your opinion, what mindset should they come in with? I would say you would definitely need to be open-minded and willing to learn. Um, I've had different mentors just recently because throughout life, I didn't know what a mentor does, how to seek out a mentor and different things like that. So during the process of um, finding a mentor and actually talking with a mentor, I needed to be open-minded because a mentor can come in all different shapes, sizes, creed, all of these different things, even backgrounds. So I, I definitely think um, you should be open-minded and um, be ready to learn. Nice. And then also, I'm not sure we would have some people that might want to be mentors out there. What mindset will you tell the mentor to come in with? Be willing to give, definitely. And be open-minded as well, because you can be able to learn something new, too. Uh, I didn't know about TikTok last year. <laughs> 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 and when I tell you that has upped my game on so many different things, because one of the services I offer in my own business is social media management. And oh, okay. I learned a lot about that from TikTok. And I was like, oh, okay. So if I would have been closed-minded, I wouldn't have downloaded TikTok, learned anything, started interacting with people. So 
<laughs> so you went down that rabbit hole, huh? <laughs> I did, and I, I stay up too late on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll now take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. But stick around as we continue our conversation with Krista Stevens. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. Let's continue our conversation with Krista Stevens. This season, we've been focusing on inclusion and diversity. Mm-hmm. Being that UX Rescue is a global reach, why do you think representation is so important uh, when it comes to mentorship? Oh, um, I, I kind of got like a, a, a backwards way of answering. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, go <laughs> ahead. No, no judging here. So I, I think that, like diversity and mentorship is important because when when I was coming up, again, I'm, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and when I went to school, all the way from elementary to high school, I it, it was everyone looked like mm-hmm. I didn't see any other people other than black little girls and boys. So when I you know went through school, all I got was straight A's and sometimes B's. So I thought I was like the smartest, brightest bub ever. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, you will think that, right? I got mm-hmm. to college. And then I was rudely awakened. I was like, oh man, all I'm getting is D's and D's, sometimes F's. I was like, what is going on? I have no mm-hmm. idea. I had no idea that um, there was a huge difference with Detroit public schools learning as opposed to everywhere else in the world, everywhere else in Michigan, even the colleges that I went to. So that made me really understand the need for one, mixing things up having different types of people everywhere because I I didn't know what other types of people even looked like when I stepped outside of where I went because the, the internet was just coming out, um, well, in other people's homes and stuff like that. So I grew up poor. I didn't really have the computer and stuff like that around. Like when we got the computer, I think I was just um, maybe 15 or 16. <laughs> and I was on my face coping. So I, I didn't really know much about any of these things. So mm-hmm. when I think of mentorship, I would have loved to be able to see other Black scientists like myself growing up because I I was trying to emulate other people that didn't look like me and follow paths that I couldn't have possibly done. And it makes me sad sometimes looking back at that because I'm like, wow, there's no way I could have achieved going to these paths without the correct tools, if that makes sense. Right. right. Yeah. So I definitely think it's needed considering that there's still, there's so much missing still, especially in Detroit public schools and inner city schools everywhere. So mm-hmm. 
yet. You, you still can't get that same knowledge in other schools. And it, it sucks. You know, I, I had, I struggled really, really hard going from high school to college. I failed almost all of freshman through sophomore year. And then even trying to get a job, it was rough because I had no idea what corporate America was because most of the people in my family, they didn't work in those areas. So I was the first of everything going into different spaces. So mentorship would have been extremely important. So I would have known exactly like what, what to expect, where to go, how to navigate these different. Right, right. I, I can relate to your comments. Uh, I too was the first college graduate in my family. And, and even though I, I grew up in a border city, so 80% of the people there look like me. But like you, I also grew up not knowing a lot of things, not having someone there to walk me through a lot of things. I kind of had to learn how to navigate on my own. Uh, my mom couldn't help me. You know, I would tell her something. She'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you yep. know, and so I totally relate to not being able to understand. Even like you said, I too, I had a terrible semester where I flunked a class and I didn't know that I could drop the class. And so, you know, that affected my GPA. And in retrospect, um, I feel like now going into UX design and being in UX design, I feel like I was a little bit lost in my walk into UX design. And so the whole purpose of creating Hello UX was to help those that don't know like where they want to be, um, at least give them multiple options, bring to them resources so that they can make the best decision uh, based on what outcome they're looking for. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your story with us. So let's see. Oh, okay. So actually this has gone so fast for me. I'm having such really? a good time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking here at my guide and I'm like, what? We're already on the fun question part. Wait, no, no way. Oh, man. <laughs> but I do have a fun question for you. And uh, this fun question, I thought, okay, I'm going to be releasing this around Halloween. So I kind of want to give it some Halloween, you know, flavor to it. So I am going to ask you, ready? Yep, okay. ready. <laughs> okay. If you had to be haunted by a ghost, for the rest of your life, but could choose which dead person the ghost would be, who would you choose as your ghost? Oh, okay. So this is so interesting um, because I'm a very spiritual person. I definitely believe in ghosts and all those things like that. Like I, um, I practice often. So <laughs> I definitely believe in ghosts. So I, um, I, I would choose one of my ancestors. Um, to definitely hang out around here and say, hey, this is coming up. This is what's going on. Watch out for this person. Hey, this is what's happening. So that I'd probably choose my grandmother. I don't think she would haunt me. I think she'd just be like, hey, here's a helpful nudge. Go this direction. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I think I would like my grandma around me too, at least to warn me. Hey, mm -hmm. your mother's going to call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, well, Krista, it's been a pleasure having you as our guest. Thank you for sharing your expertise and also your helpful advice. Um, like I said, I'm very honored to have been able to work with you for U.S. Rescue's new mentor-mentee program. I'm so excited. You know, it's, it's, it's about to launch. So, you know, it's just getting closer and I'm excited. And I wanted to announce it to the four winds. 
And anybody out there that is wanting, actually, you should look for a mentor um, yeah. to help you, guide you through your process. But so yeah. thank you so much, Krista. I really appreciate it. Yay. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Now that you know of a wonderful resource to seek mentorship, at Hello UX, we always like to provide several options for you. I want to mention three other free platforms where you can seek mentorship as well. One, adplist.org. They aim to democratize mentorships for all. They offer 24-7 support. Mentor teams are available via Slack. And not only do they offer one-on-one -on -one mentorships, but also group mentoring sessions. Another option is design.org. Another nonprofit that provides design education for all, and they accomplish this by offering a career growth platform focused on providing equal access to educational resources and mentors for designers. And lastly, ux.coffee.hours. This is a volunteer-driven platform where you can find a list of vetted mentors who are willing to meet over a virtual cup of coffee and chat with you over UX design, UX program management, UX research, and UX writing. Well, this wraps up episode six, Mentorship Opportunities, a conversation with Krista Stevens. I would like to end our season by making a call in for anyone that would like to join our Hello UX team. Next season, we have many plans and we want to continue to bring the relevant content that you are looking for, but we need people willing to help and pitch in. This is a passion project and it is not paid yet, but who's to say in the future? In the meantime, you will gain valuable experience in helping produce a podcast by creating content, social media management, project management, and many other skills that will look pretty sweet on your resume, plus the added bonus of helping others. So if you are eager to help and learn and willing to commit, or if you know someone who would be interested, please send or have them send an email to info at hellouxdesign. Also, don't forget to like us and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like for us to cover a specific topic and you're just dying to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or send us an email to info at hellouxdesign. I'll repeat, info at hellouxdesign. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. And now a shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital. Overflow Digital, a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, Marcom, and UX. Before I say goodbye and end season two, I would like to thank all our loyal Helotis for a successful second season. You took this podcast from an established audience of 36 to over 150 and our podcast has 2.8 thousand listens thank you so much we couldn't do this without you you guys rock i would like to take this opportunity and give a special thanks to the following peeps who reached out to us via apple Podcasts, twitter and linkedin bailey margaret wrote an apple podcast review which reads i have been interested in ux and it's hard to know where to start this podcast is just what i needed to find richard feliciano tweeted I just started listening from the beginning episodes and I'm enjoying this. I'm about to dive into UX UI and researching and go at your own pace training options. Thanks for making this podcast. And Kay Lang reached out to me via LinkedIn and wrote, Hello, Jasmine. I'm Kay, an educator transitioning into UX design 
and a big fan of your podcast. I found your podcast by accident and binge listening to many episodes already. Thank you for creating this informative and inspiring show. Like I mentioned before, during my call to join our Hello UX podcast team, this is a passion project. And when I read feedback from people who I'm helping along their UX journey, it really makes my day. You bring a big smile to my face and it makes my heart very happy and it gives me the motivation to continue. I will leave you with this quote by Albert Schweitzer. At times, our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. Okay, hellodies, hasta la próxima temporada. See you all next season. Bye.